love to talk. So they made a podcast. And that's why we're here. To listen in. And what's it called? It's called Banter Buddies. Welcome to Banter Buddies episode two. Hello, hello. We are back. You have uh, you have made it to the second episode. You must have you must have really enjoyed episode one because well you're you're, you're back in the you're back in the podcast world of Brian and Neil from Cuckoo Kangaroo. Brian uh, Brian, how are you today? I'm doing great, Neil. Welcome back to Banter Buddies to you as well. Oh, thank you so much. This is our our second podcast, and uh, we're we're very happy with how the first one turned out. And thank you to everybody who who checked it out and. Uh, you know, uh, heard us uh, talk about pizza for, for a very, very long time, over an hour. Uh, hopefully this show is maybe a little bit shorter. You know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Or maybe it'll be longer. <laughs> so maybe, long. maybe, maybe it'll be we, two and a half hours, Brian. We'll double up. We learned something. We learned we should do some marathon episodes, but we learned that we can banter <laughs> and we can banter hard. What people don't know is that Neil edited the podcast and he edited out a good 45 minutes out of the last show. <laughs> so, yeah, there was good a job, lot. Neil. There was we a went lot. deep. The cutting room floor is littered with audio, and um, maybe you'll get it back at some point. Maybe we'll just insert it in to other shows down the Digital line. Files. But you know, part of doing a podcast is figuring out what the show is and figuring out what's uh, what you like and don't like. So uh, you know, as as the title um, suggests, uh, we are buddies who can banter and banter and banter and just keep going. So we need to learn to put a muzzle on ourselves sometimes. Neil, is that why you don't pick up my phone calls sometimes? Because you just know that they're going to go real long. Yeah, sometimes I don't have 40 minutes, Brian. I just, you know, I only have a little bit and it's kind of, you know, I just want to make sure that, uh, you know, it doesn't go too long and, and, and cross over into other things I have to do. Don't don't take it personally. All I wanted to know was, hey, what do you think of this font? And I understand that could lead into 2000 questions. It's just who I am. We're banterers. It's a huge conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just keeps going and going. Uh, but yeah, welcome back. Uh, thanks for thanks for listening to this episode. If you haven't checked out episode one, it's about pizza. You can go back and check it out. We had some fun callers um, today on the show. We're talking about board games. It's a board oh, game. It's yes. a board game theme. Um, Brian is a huge board game fan. I am, uh, you know, less so, but uh, have appreciation for the art form. And uh, had some games I enjoyed as a child and stuff. But yeah, we got plenty of great calls there um, that we'll get through. Um, and then we also uh, have um, some recommendations, and we're going to play a game and tell you what's new in the world of Cuckoo Kangaroo. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's jump in, Brian. Let's let's jump into the Cuckoo voicemail. All right, here we are. It's the Cuckoo voicemail box. Thank you to everybody who called in. We had a lot, Brian. We had a lot of calls this week, didn't we? It's it's fantastic. We didn't know the first the first episode we did a quiet, you know, a quiet little throw out to our friends. Hey, mm-hmm. can you call in? Can you have your kids call in? See how it goes. And now we threw it out to everybody else. We got tons. We got tons of great stuff. Great yeah. calls. So many people love calls. calling into the Google voicemail box. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, the robot voice voicemail. It will never ring through. It will always go right to voicemail. It's 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 great. And, it's because uh, you have your phone off, Neil. Turn it on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I should do that. I should turn that ringer on. Uh, but yeah, if, uh, if you don't know, the question uh, for this week is, uh, what's your favorite board game that most people haven't heard of, and why do you love it? So we want to learn about some uh, lesser-known board games out there in the world. But before we get to our calls... Brian, let's talk about like some of our uh, history with board games. You know, kind of maybe what we were into uh, at a younger age and what we're into now. 
Um, where do you want to take it? You're, you're well, the board you game first, master I just here. want to clarify. You did say earlier, you're like, I don't love board games. And you can be honest, Neil, if you really don't like them nowadays. I guess you do. You you play along. But early, I want you to, it's not a board game, but early cuckoo tours, maybe for two years when we would pack our bags, I'd put a deck of cards in there just hoping. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, Neil, maybe at this, when we're sleeping, you know, at this truck stop in our car, maybe Neil's going to be like, Brian, you want to play some cards? Never happened. Never. Oh happened. my gosh, cards! Yeah, cards. You know, cards aren't technically a board game, but I put them in this. I put them in the category. You know, I feel like yeah. uh, there's not really a board there, but you know, in in the wider range of like tabletop games or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, deck of cards. That's all you need. They non gambling the cards. Yeah, yeah. It creates the most simple fun. You know, just just the cards. That's all you need. There's like dozens and dozens of games that can come out of that. And uh, yeah, I just uh, I definitely I just don't I don't own any games really. And I, uh, you know, when growing up at home, you know, you know, with my siblings and stuff, we'd play a lot of games and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. You and I in college would play some games here and there. You know, uh, I remember especially early on, like freshman year, there'd be like some dorm room style games going. And even yeah, that was a lot a of cards. Bit, a little bit games. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm um, trying to think. I mean, right now, I mean, I know I, you're you're definitely a board game connoisseur, Brian. Um, and, and I know a big one for you is, is Catan, right? I do. Settlers kind of um, I know that. Everybody likes Settlers now. It's so mm-hmm. hot. Yeah, I like Settlers a lot to the point I've been playing it for quite some time that now my brother and I, we just play it on the app because you can just speed <laughs> everything up. It's yeah. like I don't want to wait to teach somebody this game, and I don't want to wait to set it up. I just want to play. And I also want to like make all the points go way up high so you play for longer. Like, hey, you have to get 17 victory points instead of 10. You know, Just push it <laughs> to its limit. Victory points. Wow, that's that's a new term for me. Neil, so what do you like? Do you, do you want to talk about board games you like, or do you want me to start? Where do you want to yeah, go? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, for me, I, I don't really know any of, like, um, you know, we asked about sort of lesser-known ones, and we're, we'll get to that in a little bit. But for me, growing up, you know, it was kind of just a lot of the classics. You know, definitely, you know, definitely Connect Four and Jenga and, um, you know, even a little bit of Monopoly, even though I didn't really know what was going on. Um, I, I want another game, especially early on, I played a lot was uh, Yahtzee Jr., the Disney Yahtzee Jr. version. Where it oh, just it's had, so like, great. Photos. How many Jasmines? Yes. Am I going to get six Jasmines? Yes, it was just that. But I do love I kind of grew that kind of grew me into the full Yahtzee game, which I really enjoy. And then just basic checkers. You know, I actually never really got into chess. I know you're a big chess person. You play on the app for that as well. I believe it's just chess.com, um, but I, I never really actually know how to play that game, and so it's more I was more of a checkers person. I remember having like the big like Neil, throw, throw blanket Have I been a style. bad friend? Do I need to teach you how to play chess? Someday, you don't maybe. Care. You don't I, care. I, I, don't, I don't really care to, care to learn, but uh, you know, maybe someday I can evolve as a human and learn how to you know, play chess. Uh, it's like you know, with you. Chess. I know that basketball has two teams, <laughs> and you shoot a ball through the hoop. I don't know what any of the positions are. And yeah, now in the NBA, you're like, oh, um, all the positions are fluid. There is no right. center anymore. And I'm Ooh, like, nice. no, now good I know one. nothing. Nice. That's a, that's a, that's a good uh, good little, little factoid you just pulled there. That's nice. I like that. Good little talking point. Now, um, our roommates yeah. in college were big, big board game people. Mm. Uh, Robert, huge into Yahtzee all the mm-hmm. time. And Monopoly. And, oh yeah, and, oh yeah. I get. Well, I was gonna say Alex was huge Monopoly too. Like mm-hmm, Monopoly mm-hmm. to the point of like it almost broke up. You know, all the roommates <laughs> in college they'd play. They'd yeah. play the three day Monopoly. They'd go hard. Oh yeah, just like, leave it overnight and come back tomorrow. 
Yeah, they'd go deep. And it's tough to find people with that type of commitment. That's what you need. Yeah. In board game board games that are all about finding other people that are committed to the game, but they're not so competitive to the point where like at the end of the game you guys won't have a friendship anymore. It's a, like it's like a nice like it's like a little like wavy boundary that you have to have there. It's like yeah. will you be competitive enough to let it lie as soon as you lose? Or maybe it's or maybe you are a person who's super competitive and then having all that is great for you. You know, I think it's more just about like finding like minded individuals or like, okay, we're all on the same page about how intense this is gonna get. If you you know, if you have different people who are into different levels of that, then that's where you get the mess. Yeah, it's uh it can get I mean, I think well this this is what I had thought was the two things I like about games, about any kind of game. I like them simple, keep everything super simple. So you could explain it very quickly and that people don't get out. I think those intense Monopoly games that we played in college, those uh, those burned a couple bridges, you know, it's kept, yep. kept me away from them. You know, somebody gets out and they're like, oh, now I can't play for three days. I have to sit on the side and they pout a lot of pouting. My 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 siblings are close in age to me, and we used to play Scrabble from time to time. And we got to a point where we just couldn't play together anymore because there was just so much bad blood and so much like intensity happening. Ooh. So I really love the game, game of Scrabble and coming up with words and all that stuff. But again, you have to have the right mix of people, so it's not going to get too wild out there. So that's definitely that's probably that's probably my favorite game, Scrabble. You know, just from bridging, you know, from youth to adulthood. I think Scrabble is just a good classic and. Uh, a one classic of my, game. One of my faves. Now, Brian, for you, I one of the games I really liked, and this is going back to a card game. What's the name of the card game where you sit in a circle and um, is it Nerts or what's the? Oh what's, yeah, what's that Nerts. One? Yeah, you've played that with my family before. Yeah, Nerts. Really fast pace. It's you can play single, but it's mainly like you play with. You have two decks. You have you have a deck for each two people. So there's like five decks going on. Wow. And one person's basically playing solitaire, and the other person is like playing like you're building in the middle it's a fun game it's fast it's a lot of cards my family gets like gets a little wild gets a little wild yeah my family's mainly cards but we do play like triply play sequence but you got all the games man (laughs) you i got well you've you've been so nice like the main thing that you've gotten me as gifts over the year over the years are our games like but the best you gave me the best one so everybody likes settlers but I got bored with that, and you got me a game called Kingdom Builder. Ooh. Do you remember when you got that for me for Yeah, Christmas? totally, yeah. Um, you got me that, and you got me Codenames. Codenames is great, but Kingdom mm-hmm. Builder is even better. It's It it just is it's like, hey, I like playing Settlers of Catan. I don't want to do Seafarers, but I want more variations upon it. And that was the game. It was great. Yeah, so yeah, so, so those those are some of our any other ones you want to shout out, Brian? Before we wait, get can into I the calls can I here? shout out some games for real? Please, yeah, let's let's hear some of your faves, some of the classics, or some of the, some of the ones that maybe people have. I don't know, these ones people might not have heard of, or just some of your all time classics. Well, I have a good game that my sister in law gave me. Hey, that's my fish. It could be. <laughs> I have not heard of that one. Some of the names are It could be hilarious. a game played for five year olds, or it could be grown adults going hard on it. Sounds it's like a the best really kind of small game. Little tabletop game with like movable hexagon pieces and these like little penguins and you like try to collect all the fish so it changes every time but it's kind of like strategic where you move the fish and how many fish you're going to collect wow that that one was great that was a great gift i do get a lot of games for gifts and their games are tough sometimes because 
you know, they cost so much. You know, it's like, hey, you're going to drop 40 bucks in this game. Mm-hmm. Hope it's decent, you know? So it really comes off recommendation. But yeah. you were talking about Monopoly. Yep. Another game I love to play is the card version of Monopoly called Monopoly Deal. Whoa, never even heard I, of that. I think you'd love it. I think you'd love it. it. It plays off of some different card games, but it really is taking all of Monopoly without all the money setup stuff, and you can kind of play it. It's just a little card game. It's it's worth your time. Wow, that's that's great. That's great. Yeah. But I I'm just excited about games in general. I'm excited they haven't gone away, and people aren't like I'm going digital. Like I'm just so happy about like Ticket to Ride getting really big, and I'm really, you know, happy about their stuff. But my okay, my number one game as a child is a a one versus one game. It's called Stratego. <laughs> it's like a oh. war, like placement game, like strategic placement of where you're going to put your war pieces. That's yeah, probably my number that, one game never, as a child. I've never played it. And chess, of course. Shout out to Joe to George of Herring the Potters for teaching me about <laughs> chess.com. Yes. What a great what a great site. It's an what app. a great app. Yeah. And download that. You can play you can play Brian on chess.com, play Brian and Joe. It's the second show in a row we shouted out Harry and the Potters. They're oh just, yeah, that's right. They're just a huge influence on us in that in that way. <laughs> hey, find me on chess.com. I'm Banjo Brian. I only play when I'm giving our newborn baby a bottle. Because that's the only piece I have in my life. Or so. if we ever go back on tour again, you'll be, we'll be just sitting in the van playing chess.com. I miss it. <laughs> we This will take us into like internet gaming. The best iPhone game in the world is called Threes, but that's not a board game, so we can't go oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a whole other show. That's, All uh, right. that's I an episode just, down the line. As you can see, Neil, I'm tripping over my words. I'm so excited talking about board games. I don't. I'm. I need to breathe. I need to breathe. I need to take a sip of water. I need That's to right. Well, well, we'll let some we'll let some callers tell us about some uh, some of their favorite games, and uh, what we're going to do here is listen to some calls, and we'll we'll um, we'll talk about each of them and stuff. But also, um, in the show notes of uh, this episode, if you uh, um, you know look on your podcast app and uh, scroll down a little bit, or whoever you get the show notes to this show, I'm going to try and like link um, uh, Amazon links to all these games if I can find them, so you can potentially go go buy them. Um, but uh, you know, you can just jump on Amazon and get them. But you might have a local uh, board game or card shop in town or whatever so if you can you know go support them and buy the game there might be a few extra bucks but i'll throw the amazon links in there if you want to buy them maybe give them a gift uh, for christmas or holidays or whatever so uh hopefully you can uh, go find some of these games that sound cool if you're in um, if yeah. you're in Minnesota, go to Hopkins Ooh. downtown. Go to Kitty Wampus. Oh, get some games and some toys <laughs> that's the spot nice they have great puzzles great puzzles all right go ahead go ahead all right, yes, but let's let's jump into these calls and uh, hear what uh, some some of our uh, some of our friends out there favorite board games that people might not have heard of. Let's let's learn about some new games here, Brian. Let's, uh, let's listen to our first call. Bonjour, cuckoo kangaroo. This is Seamus Borgard and Navi Borgard from Whitehorse, Yukon, in Canada. We are calling to tell you our favorite board game that we recently discovered is called Throw Throw Burrito. And it is so fun because you get to throw burritos at other players. It's also a card game. That's pretty cool. And also it's made by the company Exploding Kittens. Which we think is pretty funny. (laughs) So that is our favorite game, and we hope you try it and love it like we do. Bye. Bye. Merci and au revoir. All right. Yeah, all right. Woo, there we go. Starting off with a little uh little French in the house. I like that. If you if you speak in a different language, uh 
you might be able to make it on our show. That's uh, Neil. That was Seamus cool. and Patty. I heard Patty. Okay, yeah, couldn't couldn't quite make out that second name. Seamus and Patty. From okay, Canada. they're we calling the from the Yukon, Neil. I didn't know we had fans way up that high in Canada. They get the internet Woo! out there too, even in the Yukon. They're going way up there. <laughs> I feel like of all the provinces, there's like Yukon, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, British Columbia, and then there's the Northwest Territories. It's not fair. It's not fair. They need a better name than that. Yeah, yeah. They just, uh, just get called a direction, really. That's all they get. Hey, um, thanks yeah. for calling in. Neil, have you heard of this game before, Throw I Throw Burrito? Not, I have not heard of like any of these games that these people are, are going to tell us here. But Throw Throw Burrito, you, we're, you're going to hear a uh, a theme. And a lot of them are very silly names, but um, much like our band and uh, the types of songs we write, lots of food references in here, okay? Lots of uh, burrito is the first one here, but uh, there will be more uh, uh, board games with food <laughs> in in the title of them, but this sounds cool. And I've heard I have heard exploding kittens. I'm not sure if I've heard that game or the company or what they do, but I have heard of that. I don't know what they make, but I guess Neil, they make cool the games. game exploding kittens is a Kickstarter game that oh, yeah. exploded on the internet. It Ooh. basically like Kickstarter is so wonderful for games in general. It helps people like. Yeah. get some funding for something cool and they want to see it and they don't have to go through all the the levels of a giant company to get their game produced because it costs a lot to make a game. And so Exploding Kittens, I think I've heard of Throw Throw Burrito before mainly because it is like a little like plush beanbag thing that you chuck at people. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like it looks like a cute little like wrapped up silver burrito. But nice. Exploding Kittens is a fantastic tabletop game, a little like hand card like – Hey, you got to flip your card. Are you going to be in? You're going to be out. You're going to bet a little bit. It's awesome. But I got to try this one out. I can't wait, Neil. I'm probably going to put this on my on my birthday list. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Kickstarter has been huge for the indie game world. Did you know that? And yeah, like you said, getting things made on a smaller scale and getting the funding up front. And then who knows? Ooh. That gives the ability for those games to go boom. And then all of a sudden, maybe Target or all these retailers might pick it up and put it on their shelves. So I think, yeah, a lot of these games that we'll hear from today potentially were Kickstarter or small run games that just caught on. So I think that's really cool. And it's good to hear about Throw Throw Burrito. Thanks, Internet. Thanks, Seamus. <laughs> Thanks, Patty. All right. Next caller. Hi, this is Lars in um, Missoula, Montana. So my favorite board game is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pizza power game because you have to go through and collect pizza points, fight the Foot Clan, bebop, fight Bebop, fight Rocksteady. And it's really fun because the graphics are based on the 1990s pre-Mirage era cartoon Ninja Turtles, not the Eastman and Laird original Daredevil parody Ninja Turtles, which was the the first original printing, but the art is cool, the colors are cool, and the pieces are like all your favorite characters. Leonardo, Donatello, Casey Jones, April O'Neil. Fantastic game. I recommend anyone who has a copy to hold on to it because the Turtles fans are fans of it, and uh, I really like Brian and Neil. All right. Wow. There it is. Lars. Lars in the house. Brian, we, we, Wait. this can only be one person, right? Is, is this nah, somebody we know? The Lars we know doesn't live in Missoula, Montana, You're although right. a right. great city in which we've played a couple times for some epically bad concerts, but they still were unique and fun. But uh, this got to be a different person. Yeah, I mean, there's there's only so many Lars in the world, but we definitely don't know the one from Missoula, Montana. This is, this is so great. I... I have not played this board game before. It sounds so fun. 
because I love playing. I mean, the number three arcade game that I like playing after like basic Mario and like Area 51 whenever you go to like a pizza place <laughs> is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle like four player game. You know what I'm oh, talking about? Oh, yes. I love that game too. I love any of the games that are like that. You know, there's the Turtles one, there's the Simpsons one, X Men one. It's kind of like a sc- side scroller where you just endlessly beat up the bad guys and just try yeah. to keep advancing left to right, left to right. <laughs> I got to try this game. I mean, it sounds like it's old school. We're not going to be able to get it, but the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, they're just being rebooted so much, which is such a good thing, but they've got to be able to, we got to be able to track down this game, don't you think, Neil? Yeah, this might not be one that we can find on Amazon. It's going to have to be an eBay purchase if you get this one, it sounds like, you know, secondhand, you know, potentially, because, yeah, it sounds like it's, uh, you know, the late 80s, early 90s era turtles. Neil, I don't think that they call Michelangelo Michelangelo on the new the newest, newest reboot of the animated. I think they call him Mikey. Why? Can kids not say Michelangelo or what's going on? Mikey? I don't know. That is strange. I don't know why they would do that. I mean, come on. They have names for a reason. It's come like on. Leo, Donnie, Ralph. I guess they shorten them all. Maybe it's like cute. But yeah, come on. just easier to remember or something like that. But I mean, they're referencing like classic artists. Like don't, Neil, uh, don't erase the works of these great artists. Neil, who's your favorite turtle? Um, I was always a Leonardo fan. I could see that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a Michelangelo guy. Nice. You mean Mikey. <laughs> Mikey. I guess I'm a Leo. Leo and Mikey. Just Leo keep it short, and Mikey. Keep it cool. With shorter names. Cowabunga dude. Definitely love. Got a lot of love for turtles. Thank you, Lars. Ooh. Okay. Thanks, Lars, for the call. All right. Next one here. Hello. My name is Mia. I'm from Bartlett, Illinois. And my favorite game that most people don't know is Trivial Pursuit Family Edition because it has kid questions and grown-up questions, and it's kind of like a learning game. All right, there we go. Mia, shout-out to Mia out here in the Midwest, Illinois. Bartlett, you know, we've played so many shows up in that area of Illinois. I feel like we must have stopped at, like, some truck stop, some gas station in Bartlett. That's right, yeah. We've been to the Flying J in uh, Bartlett, Illinois. The Flying J. Neil, Trivial Trivial Pursuit. I feel like I've never actually even played it. I've just read the cards that sit at like quirky diners that sit like there, like for you to read, like while you're bored. You've just done the trivia while you wait for your food to be delivered. I've never played the actual game, but now I might have to because I like kid questions and grown up questions. I think this one's great because Trivial Pursuit is probably like one of the most like legendary, like long running board games ever. But because Mia sounds like a very young person, it's it's not you know it's not really like made necessarily for her with her in mind. So I feel like it's it's funny that you know it's like oh it's maybe not you know for her crowd for her friends they haven't heard of Trivial Pursuit, but that's like a game lots of people know about. But it's wonderful that Mia is into the Trivial Pursuit Family Edition because again she's she's leveling up. She's going beyond her age here. She's gaining knowledge and playing a game, and it's a Family Edition, so that's great. That mixes in the grown up questions and the and the kid questions and stuff. And uh, she said it's kind of like a learning game. It is a learning game. You know, you're getting smarter while having fun with Trivial Pursuit. I think I like the idea of Family Edition. I don't really dig sometimes. They're like, this is kids and right. this is adults. Like, yeah, a gr- an adult still has to play that kid game. So why don't you make it like a little mix for everybody? That's right. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Trivial Mia, Pursuit Family Edition. Thanks for the call. 
Hi, my name is Neil. I'm from Austin, Texas, and my favorite board game is American Dynasty. And it's a game where Hillary Clinton can do anything she wants. Goodbye. All right, Neil, that, Brian, that was not me. I just want to say that that was that was not me calling into our own podcast. Um, I could was... tell, Neil. I know your voice. This okay. person, this person seemed very focused. That's what yes. I can say. Yeah, Austin, Texas in. in the house. What's up, Austin? South by Southwest. We love Austin. We love Austin. We love going there. We can't wait to go back. It's it's a wonderful place. It's a wonderful place to be. American Dynasty. I'm gonna have to check it out. It seems like one of those indie games. It's an indie game. Uh, you know, it's, it seems like it might have been from a while ago. You know, with uh, with the Clinton reference there. You know, I'm googling it here. Yeah. Can can you buy it anywhere? Let's see. We got Board Game Geek. There's a review on Board Game Geek. That's great. It's got an eight out of ten. Oh my gosh. Oh that, dang. Looks like it was like it was a funded Kickstarter game. It is not out. It seems like it, I think it looks like it should be out let's go it's about like all it's about historical dynasties throughout politics in history well if you like politics and you like uh hillary clinton then then american dynasty is the game for you oh cool neil thanks for the recommendation i love it shout out to neil sounds like a great person what what a nice person hi my name is sudi i'm calling from chicago and my favorite board game was one I played with my neighbor as a child called Chutzpah. It's the Yiddish version of life. Um, so it was a really fun game, and it's kind of hard to find now. But it's um, Chutzpah, C-H-U-T-Z-P-A-H. Thanks. Bye-bye. Chutzpah. Chutzpah in the house. Cindy calling in another person from Illinois, Chicago, oh Shy City. Gosh. Illinois in the house. Hutzpah. Uh, Matt Brian, have you ever have you ever played the game of life? Uh I think I've played it like I think I've played it a couple times. So many pieces. Mainly I think every time I tried to play it over at my grandma's house is because like you lost all those little pegs so you couldn't actually <laughs> play it. So then everybody was just like, uh, eh, let's give up and <laughs> let's play Candyland because we have all the pieces. Yeah. So I, but I've never played it. I remember like seeing the commercials for it and seeming really fun, but uh, and I've never never played the game of life, Brian. I would imagine it's uh, it's about like I think it's like oh yeah, you get like a you buy a house and you get married and you get a job and stuff like that and stuff happens. I I don't, I don't even know how yeah, it works. Yeah, things that you're supposed to do in life in air quotes. Yeah, you never do. You you go to a private southeastern uh, college in uh, south southeast Minnesota. You get a degree that you don't really use. You meet your best friend. You start a dance duo, and you make internet videos. You know that sounds like life to me. Classic, right? classic life. We should we should make the, our own board game, our own version of life, our life someday. That's, that'll be coming, I like I like the idea soon. of this Yiddish version of this game. I wonder uh-huh. who put it out. We got to check it out. Um, that you, I wonder. Like, did you like did Cindy's parents like? Did they all speak Yiddish and they just could like translate it for them or what? Like wow. how did they, how'd they know? I know like there's a lot of Yiddish words, but you'd have to be able to like read the instructions in Yiddish and not, there's a, that, uh, that language of some of our friends that are, you know, Jewish, it's kind of, it's going away a little bit. So I hope Cindy, I hope, hope you speak Yiddish. Keep it going. Maybe that's how she learned Yiddish. I think oh, that's Oh, that'd what, be I, cool. Yeah. You I, learn a game through that. You learn a I language really like through that. the game. 
That's cool. And I just like the idea of, yeah, a game where it's like not in English all the way and stuff. And you kind of either have to learn the language or you have to know it beforehand. I mean, that certainly is tough from a marketing perspective to get that game out into the world and be big. But on the other hand, if you find people who do know it, I mean, that's the thing with with a lot of games, though, right? I mean, a lot of games nowadays or, or whatever, it's like, OK, they're simple or you got to be able to learn it pretty quickly. But other games are very complicated and you have to like find somebody who also knows the rules to this game and you know that can be you know hard to do but at the same time it can also be very rewarding it's like wait a minute you know how to play chutzpah too all right let's do it that is cool i i do uh i have this uh japanese tabletop puzzle game and everything is in japanese but there was (laughs) a separate like card that came in it that had the rules that had that were in English, so we could read the rules, but the game itself, like the tabletop pieces, are Japanese characters, you know, so. Cool, yeah, so different language games. So you can that's, check that's it fun. out, but this sounds great. All right, Cindy, Chutzpah. you the best. Thank you. Chutzpah. All right, next caller, please. Hi, my name is Rick, and I'm from Riverside, California. My favorite card game to play with my kids is Taco, Cat, Goat, Cheese, Pizza. It's as silly as the name sounds. You uh, play cards, and when you say the, the that phrase, taco, cat, goat, cheese, pizza, and when someone's card matches the phrase, you all have to throw your hands in the middle. So it's like playing hot hands or slapjacks or something silly. And, you know, it, it, it hurts your hands a little bit, but we have such a good time, and we laugh so hard. It's a great game to play with uh, bigger kids and having a good family time. Okay, thanks. Bye. Oh, we got another food game, Brian. Another, we got more food. <laughs> I love it, Rick. What's going on, River? Where's Riverside, California? Do we? Know, I I should look up this stuff, but whatever. Have we been there before? I think it's SoCal. I think it's uh, SoCal? SoCal land. Yeah, I think down, it's down low. There. Yeah, down low. So it's one mile away from something, but sixty hours <laughs> via car. Riverside, Riverside, CA in the house, right here. You know what? I'm just gonna say this. Even though something is, it doesn't have an actual board. It's still a board game. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, you play it on a table and you don't play it with a ball in the field, it's a board game. I'm just saying it. Come yeah. at me. Come yeah. on, game. Yeah, board game. Again, it's it technically not a board game, but we, we are expanding uh, the you know definition of that. And like we said, talking about you know nerds and stuff like that. And you know, just a just a, a deck of cards is all you need to have a good time with like four or five people. So that that counts. The table is your board, I guess. Or yeah, whatever surface you're playing on can act as the board in that situation. Taco, cat, goat, cheese, pizza. Rick, the name's so memorable. It's just rolling off the tongue. You know what I mean? I've got it. Do we have songs about each of these words on their own? Uh, No, we don't have a goat song yet. (laughs) Yet. We don't really, we kind of have a, we have a burrito song, but uh, this is great. Taco Cat. Taco Cat, RIP. There was a, there was a, a bicycle delivery taco shop in town. They did not make it through COVID called Taco Cat. They made amazing tacos in Minneapolis, Neil. Wow. And I just Googled this uh, game too. It's like 10 bucks. It's a cheap game. It's great. It's oh, very, very affordable, very affordable game here. Ten ten dollars, you can get it at Barnes and Noble and Walmart and stuff. So that's that's a good one. That's uh, looks fun, you know. And uh, yeah, anytime. What's the other? Is this like uh, trying to think of like that idea of like the slap style game? Is it just like what are the other things that people call games like that, Brian? I feel like we've played games like that too. Well, the thing that sold me is the slapjack game on here. Yeah, straight well, slapjack. That's the main version of that game. Yeah, slapjack. Well, Egyptian rat slap. There's oh, all kinds of yes, stuff. There's some naughty great. words that people call it sometimes when you play it. 
you know, yeah. like some you know, it's a version of war with yes. more people. Now, okay, Neil, I got I'm just going to we're wrestling. bantering. We're just I'm just going to rant a little bit. Okay. Please, please. So, we're hanging out my family, a couple high school pals, Brandon O'Connor, you remember that guy. <laughs> we're playing over the summer, okay? We're playing rat slap with Jeffy real hard. We're playing, okay? Playing intense, but when on rat slap when you get out, like you sit there and you wait for like the double or the sandwich, however you're gonna play to come up, and you slap in to get the whole deck. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Yep. Okay. So we were just sick of people hover hands. That's just what we call it. Mm, like you're coming in, yep. And it's so intense. You're doing this. So we had this thing. You got to keep your hand on the table. You have to slap your forehead before you can slap <laughs> yes. the the deck. Okay. I love that rule. It was. It's amazing. It levels the playing field. But we had some red foreheads. You were going hard because you you just want to. You're trying to move so fast that you're actually just like destroying your forehead when you all you needed was a touch. But right. you're just slapping fast. That's fun. Uh, yeah, that's, okay. That's, that's good. That's the next level thing too. Some of these games where they involve like a physical action, right? It really gets the blood flow and really gets the, the intensity level up there when you either got to like slap something on the table or like touch a body part before you do a thing. Like that's that's super fun. That's what I, but that's what I love about card games in general and different kind of games like this is like families change rules, you know what I mean? And it becomes like lore. Yep. And sometimes it's a regional game. They have different names, like people call them different stuff and they have different rules. I love it. Then you like bring a friend over. They played this game. You played it. This, it's called the same thing, but you play it like two totally different ways. Yeah. That's what I love about Rick. Rick, thanks for this. Think about this. Think about adding the hand on the table, slap your forehead before you can slap the pile to taco cat, goat, cheese, pizza. We can't have those hover hands, Brian. No hover hands allowed. Hover hands. I think that's what they also <laughs> call like people in pictures that don't like fully touch somebody's shoulder. Isn't <laughs> yes, that what they call yes, that too? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm not going to touch this person. Mm-hmm. All right. Rick, Callie, peace out. Thank you, Rick. Hi. This is Pook. And I'm from Greendale, Wisconsin. And my favorite game is King's Court, the original game of Super Checkers by Western Publishing Company. The reason it's my favorite game is my son is on the cover. Back when he was 12 years old, he was a model in Milwaukee area. And he modeled for this cover. And there's his face. And so I love to play that game and look at his face now that he's 46. Bye. So incredible. King's Court, the original game of Super Checkers. Brian, have you ever heard of this game? No, but I'm looking it up now. Pook, okay, first off. This is a great I, call. This is a this is an all-time this, call. We've only had two episodes, but this is a great call. Pook is up there. Okay, I knew a Pook from Wisconsin. What? She was a she was a lifeguard at this camp I worked at near like in the Wisconsin Dells. She was a real character, a real fan favorite of mine. <laughs> I loved her. I, this, it's not this Pook, but is Pook like a name in Wisconsin now? Is that what I'm thinking? It's a Wisconsin thing. You got to investigate, Brian. You spend a lot Hello? of time in Wisconsin. You got to ask around, and maybe maybe you'll meet some more Pooks in the house. My name is Sandra. You can call me Pook. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, All Kings right. Court Kings Super Court? Checkers. Neil, this comes down to you. Maybe this is for people who didn't want to learn chess. But they were sick and normal checkers. Right, right. To kind of bridge that gap, I guess. Like, okay, I'm still going to play with these discs, but uh, you know, I don't want, I don't want any, uh, you know, different carry. I don't want any kings and queens, but I want it to be more complicated. Pook uh, answered the ultimate thing. Pook answered, you know, like 
a game that you like and then why you like it. Like, it's so great. The game could absolutely stink. It's just like, it's straight trash. But the fact that her son is on the cover, it's near and dear to her heart. You know, oh, just fantastic. I bet there's like I bet there's like six versions of it like framed around their house. That is, <laughs> what an epic game! I'm looking at this. There's like a there's like a sideways checkered board, checkers board, and there's like a discolored area on the outside, maybe like to use to bring in or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm, I gotta check mm-hmm. out this game. Yeah, and wow, this game. If you go to the Amazon link for it, it is one hundred and ninety nine dollars to buy this game. Um, it's on eBay for like a couple for like a hundred bucks as well. So it's it's probably like out of print and very hard to get. If you go to the eBay link though, there's a uh, or excuse me the Amazon link. I, I believe I see the photo she's talking about. It's on the back side actually. There's like a picture of like a, a father yeah, I'm looking and his at son, it too. and they're playing. So I feel like one of those people, probably the younger person, is is uh, Pook's uh, son or whatever. Who's this random guy? Is like in awe. Pook's kid is destroying this guy. This guy should be crying. Okay, Kim's gorgeous. It is. I mean, in this haircut, just an epic haircut. I hope Pook is like, I cut my son's hair for this. I styled it, you know, got paid for makeup and design because just it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. There's nothing. We need to better. know more. When you this was a very short call, it's like a one minute call. I, I would listen to a five minute call all about the backstory of this one. It's uh, Pook, so so. Just good. call in anytime you want and mm-hmm. just rant. Just go give it a good. You know, I think I think Google uh, the Google call maybe has like a thirty five minute maximum. You know, right. so but Max take it, it the distance if you can. <laughs> what a what a great one! This just it's a beautiful one. I'm gonna check out this game for hundred and fifty dollars. Neil, why are you repping Amazon so much? That's just the easiest way. But yeah, if you can find a, like you said, if you can find a local shop, get it there. But sometimes Amazon's the best way. All right, I next guess. caller. Hi, my name is Isla, and I'm from Minneapolis. And my favorite game is Yes Broccoli. And I like, wait, it's people, players that bid for the healthiest food. And sometimes you get the same cards, like, let's say, six and six. Then you have to look in the corner, and who has the most broccoli? Um, They get to pick the healthiest food first. And... How you win is, like, collecting the healthiest food. Bye! Bye! Thank you, Isla. Thank you so much for the call. Right here in Minneapolis. Yeah! Right here in town. What's up, Minneap? Isla, what's happening? Yes, Broccoli. Yes, Broccoli. I just looked it up. It was a Kickstarter game from uh, from last year, just about a year ago. It was, uh, and yeah, it was only a couple thousand dollars. So, again, Kickstarter is an amazing place where you can get... You know, kind of these, uh, you know, lower level games made for pretty cheap. Just a little tabletop 2K. card game. Yeah, easy enough. 2K, that's all they needed. They had 58 backers. That's so great. It was, it's, it's, a mini, it's a Minnesota game. Cool. That's amazing. And yeah, like I said, more food. We got another, we have our latest uh, food entry. I think it's the last one of the bunch. But yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, Isla seems to really enjoy this game. I'm not totally sure how it works, but, uh, you know. Well, I feel you like bid. you got to yeah, get like... It's 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 like you got to catch all the like healthy ones, and then you can also there's like soda and candy and ice cream on there, and like you don't want those in your hand. Yeah, that makes sense. I like the I like the bean. I'm looking at the drawings. I like the first of all. Oh yeah. I bean. have a huge affinity towards broccoli. I would put broccoli on every food basically. It's just it's a beautiful plant. It's grown in grown in cool weather. Just 
it's fantastic. You but I like the guy. bean the bean player that's like playing trumpet. Playing trumpet, or something. yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. This is so we're describing games we're looking up on the internet on a podcast. That's so fun. Again, we'll but, link um, to we'll link to all this stuff so you can check it out too while you listen to the show. I love that's nice that you're you're being healthy with food. I feel like Neil and I both were not the healthiest food eaters growing up. Yeah. I was a I was a picky food person until I was time. like 26. I feel like I would only still eat pizza, fish sticks, bagels, and pizza rolls. And then something hit me, and I flipped, and I went all the way the other way. I feel like it's a little bit easier to get uh, healthier foods. We know more about nutrition and health now these days, and they're making games called Yes Broccoli, where it's like even more promoted and fun. So yeah, you get dope people like Isla. Yeah. In the house. All right, Neil. Maybe do you think if I got this game and I brought it on tour next time, you'd play it with me when we sleep in a parking lot? Yeah. Yes. Yes to you, and yes to broccoli, Brian. We haven't slept. We haven't slept in a parking lot of uh, you know, slept in our car in a long time. We should. We should back to it. Yeah, we gotta. We gotta be more grounded. We got our heads are getting too big with all this. uh, Yeah. La Quinta. La Quinta room stuff. Yeah, all the hot wire fifty dollar hotels where we bring yep. in air mattresses for the other people. <laughs> yeah, it's too fancy, much too fancy for us. Wait, can I do a hot tip for everybody? Please, always. All right, when you have five people that you're trying to squeeze into a two bed room, you know, think about getting those individual blow up like mattresses that are single. Don't get the double because mm-hmm. they fit really well in between the beds. And then you can fit more people and nobody has to, you know, sleep on the actual floor. Yeah, you just got to Jenga it up and you, you'll find a way to make it work. It's uh, save you a little money and, uh, you know, everybody gets cozy in the room. It's, it's, it's an adventure. We move a lot of hotel furniture, don't we, Neil? <laughs> We're very good at it. We move everything in we, the hotel. We always put it back, though. We always we put it back and don't damage it too much. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Isla. Hi, Brian and Neil. My name's Lori, and I'm calling from Alberta, Canada. And my favorite board game is a card game. It is called Bonanza, and it is we call it the bean game in our family. It's all about beans. There's stink beans, green beans, chili beans, coffee beans, and they're all given different values. And your job is to be the bean farmer and collect as many coins as you can. It's the best game ever. Bonanza in the house. All right. Bonanza, thank you very much, Lori, all the way from Canada. I like how, how Canadians say Canada, right? It's just I can't even reproduce it, but there's just a certain way they say the name of their lovely home country that uh, just warms my heart. It's great. Canadians. We got Canadians. They're they're so kind and filled with great game recommendations. Just looked it up. Okay. Bonanza is a German-style card game. Based on a game of mechanics of trading and politics. Hmm, Man, we were just talking about beans, so I'm super down with beans. Beans, legumes. I'm all about them. Okay, trade games are great. This is great. I love um, negotiating trades with people. That's one of the beauties of Monopoly, the trades. I mean, that's what makes the game, there's like a subset of game outside of the game. Hey, do you want to do a trade? Right. What are you going to do? The only thing I don't like is when trades involve like a steal and you get somebody that's like a little pouty. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm already like losing. Like, why did you steal from me? Like, Jonathan, I don't like the pout pout. So it's maybe more <laughs> of the people I play with. Right. Yeah. You got you to gotta check uh, check your t- your uh, game, game mates in this one, Brian. 
I just buy people the Pout Pout Fish book and I mail it to them, their house. <laughs> they get it way later. I, know I buy that it reference. from an independent bookstore and I say like, hey, you were really pouty in that game. I'm never going to play with you ever again. We're just going to watch movies. Here's a book. Here's a book called The Pout Pout Fish. <laughs> this is a great game. Trading it. The Stink Bean. What's a stink bean? Aren't all beans just make your butt light up? Stink bean. Stink bean, all the jelly beans, coffee beans. So many beans in the world. You can learn about them with the German game Bonanza. We got one more call. Let's listen to it. Hey, this is Ryan from Seattle. I just wanted to call to talk about the game Suspend. Uh, It's great for kids, adults throwing parties, families, everyone. Uh, It's a lot like Jenga. But the way it works is there's a single hook, and you have to hang uh, different sized and shaped like rods from it. And uh, so you have all the fun of Jenga, but eventually the whole tower topples over. But the fun thing is, is you build it as you go while you play. So it's not like with Jenga when you knock the tower over, you have to rebuild the whole thing again to start. The minute someone knocks it over, you're ready for another round. It's great to sit around and play with your friends. It's great to kind of just have going in the middle of a party and people can walk in and up and just like put a single move on. Uh, it's called Suspend. There's also a Suspend Junior. Can't recommend it enough. All right, Ryan. Shout out to Ryan from Seattle. Thank you for uh, teaching us about Suspend. Looks Ryan, really cool. I hope that, yeah, I hope Suspend reaches out and they're like, this guy is our new executive of sales. Yeah, this guy's rocking it. He get, he came from every angle. That's you know, right. I've seen this game before. Have you seen this game? No, I'm looking at it right now. Though it comes in a canister. I like a game that comes in a canister. That's that's cool. Yeah, it's like pick 'em up sticks, but like way better, like balancing. So okay, so mousetrap in conceit sounds fun, but it's not right because it takes so long to like set up. Yeah, this is like opposite mousetrap. Opposite. This is like reverse pick 'em up sticks. Yeah, see, I'm really glad fun. this recommendation came through because I might actually think about doing this. And what a great idea to have it in the middle of a party, just sitting there on the table. Ooh, yeah, just like come and go. It's not like super serious. It's not like oh, who, who's playing this game? No, anybody can play it. Just like casually, just uh, you know, try and uh, try and make it work. Yeah, you just oh man, what a good idea. And wait, so the whole tower like falls, so you don't want to be the last person, basically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you don't want to be the one. It's like yeah. a hook. It looks like a banana hook. Do you have like one of those hooks to like hook your bananas on? I don't. So I just toss everything in a big bowl. But uh, maybe I should get get a hook. I eat a lot of bananas. We're both big banana fans. Yeah, I don't remember. I know so precisely about how you feel about pickles. But do you like the sp- black spotted bananas? Brown oh, sure. Spots? Yeah. I, I, until it's all the way black, I'll, I'll go for it. So uh, there's a range of bananas I really enjoy. That's right. So yeah, yeah, I don't like the full. You know, like sometimes we get continental breakfast at like a you know we're really splooging at like a fifty five dollar mm-hmm, hotel. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the bananas are like fully green. I don't. I will not roll with that. But I, every other part of the spectrum, I will roll on banana. Same. I prefer a spotted banana though. Yeah, yeah. That's where you're getting the most banana taste in there for you. Um, this is a gr- yeah. You, Go ahead. I, I had another thing. You know, I was thinking about party games, and I was thinking about that uh, that party game that our friend John Hilson introduced us to. That like you play on your phone, but it's also like on like oh yeah, like it's a called laptop, Jackbox. Like, Jackbox. Yeah, I just snapped into the mic. That's probably bad. It's good. It sounded clear. Um, that's right. That game is so fun. That made Very me think fun. of another like fun little party game. It's like a series of mini games. So it's like Jackbox is like almost like a app 
plat it's like a game platform and there's like lots of like fun games within that so i think you can access it on the web or on like an app store and then yeah you can all sit in a room and your phones are kind of how you input the text and stuff like that or draw something it's really it's a really cool way to you know kind of bridge the gap between like a board game and just like a digital game only so i, I definitely shout out to jackbox in our board game episode here what do you think, Neil, about junior versions of game? There is a junior suspend. I feel like that is the mark of a great game. If you can, if you can do multiple versions of it, and it's still like as fun, like that is that's really cool. I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about with the Trivial Pursuit thing, right? Where it's like this game is just so solid, and we're just going to make all these variations of it. I mean, you get that with Monopoly and some of these other things too. I mean, there's. There's probably hundreds of different Monopoly versions. They have a Pokemon Monopoly and a Star Wars Monopoly game and stuff. So, you know, this is kind of a similar thing where it's like, it's such a great game. Let's expand it and make it make it for everybody. It's like, yeah, you have you have Guys and Dolls the musical, but then the middle schoolers want to do it. And <laughs> Adelaide, Nathan, Detroit, it's a little risque. So it's like right. we're gonna do, you know, we're gonna do Guys and Dolls Junior. We're still gonna sing about gambling. But maybe it's you know Use different, different terms. Of things. Yes. <laughs> hey, we're just playing dice because like I love dice. Yeah. Speaking of games, dice. Dice. Um, all right. So we got through ten calls here. There were a lot of other callers, and let's just run through some of these other recommendations. Ryan, thanks for the call. Thanks for yeah, the call, shout Ryan. Out to, shout out to Seattle. A um, bunch of other games that you might want to check out. Um, we have uh, Mountain Slash, Click Clack Lumberjack, Probe. Uh, Tokaido, Trogdor, Rock, Paper, Scissors, Pickle, Triple Yahtzee, and Ravine. Those were some of the other ones we got. Thank you to everybody who sent in um, a voicemail. And, hey, if you sent in a voicemail and didn't make it on this show, maybe next time. Don't let Lisa, that stop you. Lisa, Megan, Brianna, Megan, Chris, Judy, Annabelle, France, Shamblin. So, Megan. Oh, another Megan. More Megan. Triple, tri six Megans called in this Whoa. time. Whoa. Not a single one of them was with an H. No. All G-A-Ns. Yeah, yeah, the classic way. Um, but, yeah, thanks we for, for everybody calling in. Um, and uh, let's get to our, uh, our our prompt for the next episode, Brian. What, what are we, what are we going to talk? be talking about in episode three? Okay, well, we're talking about dogs, Neil. Woof, woof. Talking about doggy dog, Snoop doggy dog, poochie pounds. Oh, yeah. Dogs. You know, four-legged. Sometimes three-legged, sometimes two legs with the little wheel things in the back. We're talking about canines. Talking about man's best friend. Now, we on this prompt, the question is, what is the best thing about dogs? We're keeping it vague. We're, this is still an experimental podcast, everybody. We're still seeing what brings in the best voicemail call. Maybe it's too. We're catching a big net. Maybe we might get some great stories. Maybe I don't know, but I think it's. I think it's going to be a good one now. So it's open ended. This one was kind of specific and more recommendations based. But next week with the dogs, what's the best thing about dogs? Everybody might have a different opinion about that. You could take it in any different kind of direction. Dogs, dogs, dogs. Okay, so you're calling into the cuckoo kangaroo banter buddies voicemail six one two four two four zero zero three six. Perfect. Neil, sing the theme song. Six one two, four two four zero zero three six. We need to get some people. Who's going to write the theme song? Our podcast is not cult following 
It's not. It's not. We'll get. It's not there. big enough yet. We'll get there. We need. We need different vo- voicemail jingles for every episode. We'll just start with one. Just one, please. We'll do, and then we'll grow to the, pl- the point where every episode will have a different jingle for the phone. Oh number. snap! Okay, thanks everybody for calling in. It really means a lot. We're uh, we're excited about this podcast. It's something we're doing to try to be fun and do something different. And uh, you guys engaging with it uh, is dope. We appreciate you. All right, next segment: recommendations. recommendations you recommended a bunch of games that we've never heard about thank you for that and now it's our turn to recommend some things uh mine's not a game i think brian's is a game um so so i'll start us off here and uh, talk about a uh, documentary that is out on youtube free to watch on on youtube i'm a big uh, theme park fan i'm a big uh, disney parks fan specifically and uh back in uh in the in the 70s and I believe, I believe it was early 80s actually I think it was like 1981 in Disneyland in Anaheim there was a band called Halix they were kind of like a Star Wars style band with a bass it's player called Halix Halix not Helix Halix yeah H A um, and uh, they played for exactly one summer and then got canceled uh, but it was a really great band kind of like a hair metal Kind of like a yeah, like a Kiss meets Star Wars like type of vibe, and um, yeah, they played. They made original songs and had a really cool stage show and had really amazing theatrics and just great songs as well. And uh, yeah, they played for one summer and uh, inside the park outside uh, Space Mountain, and uh, then that was the end. And so this documentary is all about that summer and the band and what happened to them and how it went and how they kind of got this really amazing following that <laughs> came every day to watch them play. And it's just really fun. And, uh, you know, we love documentaries, especially rock documentaries. So it's kind of a great combo of like a rock documentary mixed with like a theme park doc as well. And the songs are incredible. And I think you're going to fall in love uh, with this band, even though they were, you know, short lived. It's still a pretty incredible story. Uh, kind of a lesser known Disneyland deep dive live from the space stage. A Halix story is the name. I of can't that. believe all the work that Disney went to make this insanely amazing <laughs> band and then they're just like okay peace out yeah so elaborate huge costumes You're lighting done. again like all like 10 original songs and stuff so yeah it's really really incredible that it only lasted for such a short period of time so yeah Did they play the same to... 10 songs every day i believe so yeah they just had their just had their hits it was probably like a 40 minute show and they you know they just did some other little things i guess but uh yeah check it out it's on youtube it's free to watch and you'll find the link to that in our show notes Neil, you are very fond of theme parks. Oh aren't yeah, you? I love it. We'll get to a couple episodes on that. We can expand that out. That's not just one episode. There, we can go. We can go, we can break that out into many many episodes, Brad. How long is this documentary, Neil? I think it's about seventy five minutes, something like that. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Is this the same people that did the Henson one that we that you and I really liked? Yes, indeed. Defunct Land is. Oh the, yeah, defunct. defunct. Defunct Land is the channel that it's on, and they do a lot of great mini documentaries. But this is their first like full length one, so. Uh, oh, that's right. They did mm-hmm. like a, they did a Henson could have been is you know it's just multi parts. That was like six little parts. Yeah, if you added it up, that's more like a full full one. But this is yeah all. all did they do? Um, they did like crowdfunding for this, didn't they? Yep, they did. I was a backer of this one. Speaking of that, yeah, Indiegogo, and yeah, they had some had some cool merch involved with that, and yeah, they again just to you know pay everybody to make make this thing. You know, they had to do go above and beyond. So yes, uh, it's a it's wonderful that it exists. 
What you got? Okay. What you recommend us this week? Neil, I'm going for another game. Let's go. Let's add to the list. People need to know okay. you're the game guy. You got some ideas. What what you talk? What we're talking well, about? I do the thing. I always the a question. I ask a lot of questions when we meet new people, and if you get the hint that they're like a game person, I'm like, T- let me know. Come on, tell me some new cool games. Right. I want to check it. out. And most of the time, I check it out. Okay, so we played. We've played a couple summers where we play like a bunch of shows for the Hoover, Alabama library system. Mm. And um, one of the head honchos there, his name's Jeremy, and he he is a game connoisseur, but he invents games. And so him and I, th- I think him and his kids were kind of workshopping this. This is like a rough story. And I was like, hey, bring it the next day. Like, bring this game. It's called Bag of Spiders. And it is like the simplest game ever. And that's what I love about it. It was like a game that you could play with all adults at like a bar, but like a bunch of like, maybe not like three-year-olds, but maybe like seven-year-olds could like really play this, you know? And yeah. um, it was awesome. They say two to 10 players. Anyways, I backed them on Kickstarter. I was like, you got to No, we played this, Neil. You played it with us. Yeah, I was there. We were in like that little theater. Yeah, we played it on the stage. It was yeah. like Jeremy and who else was there? A couple kids couple other friends all the homies and um we got to play it so it's cool so it's like a bag of spiders you it's like basically you're like it's not like gambling but you're gambling there's a bunch of black spiders in there and then there's a couple glow-in-the-dark spiders and so you're trying to bank i think like you know 10 spiders or 10 like black spiders you know and you can like save your bank so like you could like grab a you know, just a one black spider and pass the bag. And as soon as you pass the bag, you've banked your spiders and you moved on. As soon as you grab the glow-in-the-dark spider, you have to put everything back. So if you want to be like, I'm going to win this game on the first time, you just keep drawing. You know, you go hard. It just depends on what kind of person you are, you know? Are you like a slow and steady? Or are you like, a, I'm all in. I'm going to win this game on the first round. So I backed him, and um, they hit their goal of – like three thousand dollars, they made the first round of bag of spiders. I don't know. Maybe we, I, I should probably email Jeremy. We were supposed to play Hoover Library again this summer, and I couldn't wait to talk to him about it. Um, but sadly, all things are canceled. So maybe when we get back. Do you think we'll get back to Hoover, Alabama, Neil? We have to. We got to get back there. We got to play there again. And I, you know, I really like this game because I like the idea of a game where the name just tells you everything you need to know. It's called Bag of Spiders, and the whole game is literally a bag of spiders. Just the simplicity, and uh, just, just it's so clean, you know? It's just, uh, it, it really is a great idea, and, uh, you know, a fun little game to play, and, uh, yeah, we wish the best to those guys, and maybe, hey, we'll see what the next game is. You know, there's uh, probably some more ideas where that one came from, right? You have one successful game under their belt, they can probably move on to the next one here. We'll have to see. Yeah, this is probably me need, saying to myself, like, I probably should email Jerry Jeremy and be like, hey, what's your next game? Let's yeah, go, what's buddy. What's next? What's next? Let's do it. I just like people making stuff. You know, I've been trying to make a game for a while, Neil. Yeah. I've been I've been hashing at it. Someday, Someday there will be a I'm we're just gonna we're it's gonna be a cuckoo kangaroo game. We're yeah. gonna have it, but the right the right uh, I'm still tweaking it. So. I think also this this episode is gonna be very, very popular and successful and you know, there's gonna be some you know, there's going to be some uh, people out there who want to, you know, help back a game like that. Or maybe uh, the Parker brothers themselves are listening to this one and uh, they're going to help us out with uh, funding for this great idea for a game you have, Brian. So let's hope. I'm going to I'm going to say a couple things to the people listening if they're still listening. Can I keep doing it? They now? are. They Can I are. Keep yes, going? They, they currently are. All right. Yep. 
every human out there, no matter what age you are, learn how to play cribbage and learn how to play chess. That's Those it. Are the two. Those are the two. You're just going to have, if you know how to play cribbage and chess, you just have endless amounts of fun forever. Those They're games have just, stood the test of time. They're so fantastic. They're there. It's it's everything you need and more. Another game, Neil. Have we ever played the game of things together? Oh, I I don't I don't know. I'm trying to you think. You know, there's variations of the game, of kind of like apples to apples, kind of has that, yeah. and like cards against humanity and versions of that. Like they printed it down, but the game of things, it's I mean, it's pretty big. I mean, it's sold in Target and stuff like that. But it's like a prompt comes up. I love it because there's like a prompt, and then you write down your answer, and then mm-hmm. turn it in. In the same way, yeah, kind of Cards that, Against yeah. Humanity just like took that away by putting things in there. It can get pretty risque if you want it to, but um, it can keep it clean. You can keep it clean. Absolutely. That's another good recommendation. We'll uh, link to the Bag of Spiders as well in the show notes. Speaking of games, Brian, uh, let's play a game uh, with the listeners here. Let's, let's, let's do that. Our game this week is called Name That Tune. This is a game where we play short clips of Cuckoo Kangaroo songs, and you, the listener, has to uh, try and decipher which song that is. We're just going to play very short. They're like two-second little mini clips of these songs, and uh, hopefully you know our discography and all our work well enough that you can uh, pick it out. And again, this is just another one. Just shout it out wherever you're listening. Neil, you made this game. I don't even know how this is going to go. That's right. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how they do playing at home. But we have uh, four different uh, song clips here, and uh, we'll see how you do. Um, all right. So here, here's, num- here's number one. Oh, that, yep. There it is. Let's play it one more time. Oh, come on, Neil. This is easy. We gotta start off with an easy one there, you know. I think you know we'll see how this goes. You know, again, we're early on in the show here. You know, we will. These are games that we're gonna continue to kind of circle back to. Okay, so yeah, maybe a little bit easier here for today, but they'll get harder. Okay, they'll, they'll get tougher. All right, All right was, what's the answer, Neil? That I'm, one, I'm almost eye rolling how easy you made this, Neil. Oh, everyone at home probably knows it, but that one, of course, Cat Party, y'all, Cat Party. That's cat the answer. Party. You know it. We know it. And, uh, well, we know all of these. We made the game. Neil, but, can we uh, talk about Cat Party? Sure. Okay, Cat Party. Some of people just think it's like a one, it's like a single song, but it's part of a five-song EP. Mm-hmm. There's five cat songs, and there's a thing in Minneapolis called the Internet Cat, what is it? Internet Cat, cat Film cat Video Festival. Festival. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think that's so, right. So year number one, the Walker Art Center, the Modern Art, museum was doing these like field events they basically planned a, an event every single day for the whole summer in this big field and they had this internet cat video festival where people they would take they basically curated cat videos so, you know like when you watch a cat video and it's like oh there's like one really funny 10 second part but it's like five minutes long they trimmed everything up and they did this festival they thought like oh, maybe like 40 people would come but 10,000 people came the first year whoa <laughs> just this free event so it was a huge hit, big success all across the board, and the next year they wanted to blow it out, and they were going to do it again, and they did it in the grandstand at the state fair, Minnesota State Fair, best state fair in the world. That's a big place. And it, what does it hold, like 14,000 people or something? Yeah, sounds about right. That. Sounds about right. And for some reason, they asked us, they like, they asked <laughs> us to make some songs for the Cat Fest to like promote it 
and then also to like play on stage during to open the cat video festival and that's how we made our our cat album now you know that's the genesis of the cat ep so yeah you probably know about cat party but there's other cat songs so if you're a cat fan go did i mess up the uh, game neil by talking too much no we need some background on some of these some of these jams um, all, right. Yeah. all right, let's see if this, let's see if you can get this one. This is uh, the second one here. Maybe this one will be a little tougher. Ooh, Neil. Ooh, okay, let's hear it one more time. All right, yes. Okay, so that one's a little more difficult, more of a deep cut, but still hopefully one that you like and know about. Everybody out there, you guys think you know it? Did you guess it? It is... Bubble rap, rap, yes. bubble. Oh, I get it. Like rap, like rapping, and then like oh, it's hilarious. Just a little pun We're there so funny. for you. Yes, rap, rap, you guys. Bubble rap, rap. That's the Neil. Beat. Do you remember when we came up with the idea for this song? I don't. I don't. What, 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 what were we made? Were we popping rap somewhere? We were in a hotel. That's all I know. <laughs> Probably no bubble wrap, but just came to us. Sometimes songs come to you in random places. You don't have to be Some holding bubble wrap to come Laquita, up with it. Some hot Nebraska or something. Probably. Yeah, we were pushing a dresser against the wall to fit a to fit an air mattress in, and we're like, wait, what if we did a song about bubble wrap called Bubble Wrap Rap? You guys, no surprise, but we like theme albums. Yes, that's how we roll. And we made a whole theme album called Celebrate This about we released one song a month and for a holiday in that month in January doesn't have many holidays. That's right. You got But January 14th, International Bubble Wrap Appreciation Day. Absolutely. All right, let's get to the third one here. We got uh, four total. So, number 3. Number 3, here it comes. Neil, great game. We're spreading it out all throughout oh, the discography. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, so a little melody, a little, uh, little synth line there for you, spreading it out. Uh, this one, you know, so sometimes people tell us not to play this song, you know. It's a little, uh, it's a little risque, you guys. It's oh. a little naughty to be talking about this thing. Do you know it? Did you guess it? Do you know this one? It's a stinky song, stinky song called Who Farted? Yes, indeed. Who Farted? Who Farted? Who Farted? Who Farted? Who Farted? Who Neil, I bet I bet when when booking emails come through, I can always smell them. I can smell them when they're gonna say like, um, "Can you guys not play everybody poops and who farted?" Yep, it's a it's a request we get sometimes, and it is unfortunate. I can see, I can see it coming. Yeah, because you know sometimes you need a part of the show just to let that gas out. You know, mm-hmm. yes, it's a good safe space for everybody to be a little stinky. But uh, yeah, who farted? Was From the, the EP, gross, one. gross. Check out gross, gross. All right, last one here. We got one more. Um, let's oh, there's see. another one. There's one final, one final tune for our game. Yeah, I might mess it up. Tune. Yeah, I don't know if you're gonna get this one, Brian. We'll, we'll see if you know it. Here, let's let's listen. Whoa, Neil. All right, one more time. All right. Okay. So this one is a popular song, but this is a part of a song that might, you might not get. It's not like a recognizable melody or something like that. It's kind of just a beat. What is that? It's beat? some Neil, Neil Zumwalt synthesizers. Ooh. Ooh. It's not feeling good in my gut. Ooh. I like that one. You guys know it? Do you know it, listeners? Did you, did you easily get it? Or are you still struggling with, uh, with that beat and that fuzzy, 
fuzzy wait, synth Neil, in the let's, back. Wait, I'm going to give a hint. Okay, give them a hint, Brian, if they, if they don't it's know it. It's from a motivational, inspirational audio guide to achieving your dreams. Okay, and that's a hint for you. So only narrows it down to like nine songs. What could it be? So you are the best. You are the best. Uh-huh. There it is. Kind of like, uh, you know. Neil, you're, like, the, you're the best. Oh, I was telling you, you are the best. But yeah, that part is kind of like a little turnaround, you know, before the bridge. You know, just a little little beat to get us from a chorus to a bridge right there real quick. Swaying back and forth. We're so good at singing, Neil. It's incredible. How many did you guys get? Did you get all four of them? Did you only get one? How many? How many? Is it too easy? That might have been a little too easy. I'll try to make them harder next time we play this game for the for the super fans who know every single bit of every single song. We'll Neil, do it that way. When we come back to this game, yeah, you, let's go. You should make it. You should make it hard. You want you want people to cry that they lost. They'll be weeping. They'll be weeping at home. Oh, I got none. All right, before we go, Brian, let's uh, let's update everybody on what's new with Koo. Oh yeah, there's we all. Did stuff. we banter enough? Oh, we got so much banter, Brian. Whew. I am. Uh, I'm getting hoarse from all the all the bantering we did. I'm sure everybody uh, listening to their ears are a little uh, fatigued right now from listening to two oh, pals, too much. just hanging out, too talking much. about board games and other kinds of stuff. But uh, yeah, new stuff. What's going on with us here in the last two weeks? What do we got to talk about, Brian? What, what what's happening? What should we oh, tell? Oh, Neil, it's coming up. It's coming up in this virtual land. We're going to do it, Neil. Ooh. We're doing our first paid live stream, Neil. Oh, yes. It's about It's time. our New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve with Cuckoo Kangaroo, our concert. And we threw a countdown in there. Oh, yes. There is a countdown. Don't worry. You know, I know a countdown is a big deal. And uh, we It's not from that. 1,000. It's only no. from 10. Yeah. No, we just counted down the, the simple 10. And uh, yeah, we're doing a show. We've done some shows on YouTube uh, over the last few months, you know, early over the summer and stuff where we played in Brian's garage. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, But, you know, we're up in things. We're going up a little bit here with the production values here. Our friend Matthew, a.k.a. Wampa Stampa, who uh, helps us out with some of the visuals and a lot of our videos. He is going to be uh, producing the video, the visuals um, for this as well. So you have that to look forward to. It's uh, the, the garage is a great place to play a show. Don't get me wrong. But uh, for New Year's Eve, we had to we had to take it up a notch. And we're doing that uh, with amazing visuals from Wampa Stampa. Yeah, now, but we also, like, we're up in all the visu- visuals, you know, we're going to have Eric Strom helping um, we have with professional the audio. audio, yep. Jules, gonna, we're going to have a nice camera, but we're also, you know, we're, we're not going to practice, though, you know, we're no. not going to, like, get in shape, you guys. We're not no. going to, like, run before it, like, no, we're keeping we're it real. still... We're gonna keep it authentic, you know. We want we're gonna pro, we're gonna mess up a bunch of words because we're playing some some new some songs that are popular on the YouTubes, you know. Absolutely. So that's what you have to look forward to. That is what is new with Koo. We have this New Year's Eve show. You can go um, to our website and go to the shows um, tab, and you can buy tickets. It's ten bucks, and uh, your whole family can watch uh, just for that ten dollars. So. Uh, yeah, watch us do a show. It's uh, and Neil, about thirty-five minutes, and you can Neil, time we, it up with we, midnight. It's we we banged our head against the wall. We're like, how is everybody? We have fans in New Zealand. How is everybody going to do it? Some people like to go to bed at six p.m. and they want just the ball to drop and get over with it. Well, it's on demand, Neil. Yes, it's going to yes. be available on December thirtieth, and you can watch it as many times as you want until January second, and then it's gone forever. 
It's going to disappear like a Mission Impossible thing. Oh, that is the perfect way to describe it. I love that. New Year's Eve, spend it with us, doing a show, doing some songs, hanging out. Um, it'll be it'll be a good time. Don't miss it. That's that's what we have. So yeah, all right, we've made it to the end of the show. Congratulations, everybody! You've made it to the end of the second episode of Banter Buddies. Uh, you know, we tried to go short, but instead we went long again. We just can't help it. It's it's did just, we, it is how what long it did is. we go? Did we go really long? We're at four hours now, Brian. So uh, oh my goodness, it is the longest podcast ever. And uh, but that's what we're making right here. Okay, you can't uh, you can't really decide these things. You kind of just got to hit record and see how it goes. And that's what you that's what you're getting right now. So should hey, be rant, ranter buddies. Oh hey, I like that. Even rhymes. But listen, the people who are hearing this right now, they're hardcore. They made it to the end they gladly listened all the way to the end so you must have enjoyed something about this you win a cookie oh, you get a cookie we're mailing it to your house and uh, you gluten free don't cookie. worry uh yeah we'll be back uh, in two weeks with another episode of banter buddies and uh please remember to give us a call what's the best thing about dogs and uh leave a leave us voicemail 612-424-0036 and uh yeah you might be able to make it on the next episode of banter buddies We're talking dogs um, neil i like hearing you talk you got a good talking voice thank you i like podcasting you know and bantering with you brian All right, Neil, I can't wait to check in with you in a couple of weeks. All right, we'll see everybody for episode three. Have a good week. Bye.